0: Hello and welcome to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist who lives and works in Asheville, North Carolina. And this is a podcast about play therapy coming from a child-centered perspective. And on this podcast, I want to talk about competitive play in-play therapy. It is not uncommon for me when the child is directing the session, which if you're child-centered, that's what you're doing, for the child to develop a game that is competitive. That game could be a sports game or something that they have experience with. They could also set up a different kind of scenario where, say, they're trying to complete a challenge or you're trying to complete a challenge, and maybe you're competing against each other, and maybe the child is even keeping score. So, there are two parts of competitive play that I want to try and get at. The one is what is the value of competitive play? What could be happening inside of competitive play? And the second part is. What does it require of us in terms of what kind of energy are we trying to have? What kinds of responses are we trying to give when we are asked to be competitive with a child inside of play? I'm going to start with the value of competitive play, and it's important to note that we or at least many of us, I do, most of the people probably who are listening to this podcast live in a competitive world. We are evaluated based on our performance in school as children. Children are rewarded with being good or bad in terms of the behaviors that they do. Children could then maybe compare themselves to their siblings or to other children if those children receive, say, more Affection, love, attention, respect, trust, blah, 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 for being good versus them being good. Children take tests in school. Those tests are graded, and the grades that they receive determine how much praise they get. It determines how smart they think they are. As adults, we put value onto these tests, and then we expect and hope children to learn the material and do well. And testing is the way that we, I guess, determine how much material they've learned. And then children can compare themselves to other students in the class being very aware because this is often told to them that school is a measure of how much they know as a person and that their capabilities and future jobs and success and status and life as a person could be tied to how well they did in school. I don't mean to judge us living in a competitive world. I am not trying to speak about that one way or the other. But competition is a part of children's life, and learning how to exist as a person inside of competition is very, very valuable. I mean, in, when you're playing a game with someone, let's say, let's say let's, let's as adults, say you're playing a board game with someone. Or a sports game with someone. You are trying to win that game, trying to be competitive in that game. The game only really works if you're competitive. And if you have some investment, and even emotional investment, in your winning or losing. At the same time, if you're playing a game with someone... Like you're out playing basketball, you're playing a board game, and that person is overly invested in the outcome and really, really cares whether or not they win and is like, let's say, upset or angry when they lose. That can feel like they're overly invested in the game and that person could then not be fun to play with. And that kind of energy people can take into different parts of their life. In a game, you might want someone who plays well with other people, who doesn't have to be in charge all the time, who's willing to play a role when there's a role to be played if it's a team game. You might also want that person then to be able to lead when they need to lead. And some of this stuff is a little bit of a repeat from a podcast, What Is Play, that I did a little while back. But it's all to say that... Competition is a part of life, whether it's in a structured zone like a game or whether it's in, say, just you as a person with a job and other people have jobs and some people get paid more money and some people get paid less money. Some jobs have more status. You could be focused on your looks. You could be thinking about your social connections or your intellect or really that's a limitless number of things that you could compare yourselves to others and feel internally in competition with other people about. And developing a relationship to competition, and developing a relationship to comparison, right, like in the playroom, if you have, if they're setting up a competition that they want to do with you, they are evaluating how well they're doing or how not well they're doing. They're evaluating how well you as the clinician is doing in the game or not doing in the game. They could be comparing those results together. And in my experience, children are able to develop a healthier and different kind of relationship with competition and with themselves as competitors through child-centered play therapy. I can think of a few instances having a child in treatment who engaged in competitive play Actually, more than a few now that I think of it, but some were more clean and easier to see than others. But engaged in competitive play, let's say they were playing uh, baseball in session. Uh, You know, we're we're just like hitting something soft and uh, pitching and batting and taking turns doing that. And at first, experiencing a lot of anger at times when things didn't go right. A lot of anger at themselves when they didn't perform the way they wanted to perform. And through time, that relationship shifted to something more like them saying out loud, I'm good at baseball. Like, and and being proud of the way that they were as they were playing it. Being less frustrated with themselves and with me, if things didn't go quite the way that they wanted it to go, more relaxed. And that feels like them finding inside of themselves that place of, I accept and appreciate myself enough that I don't have to prove myself right now. I don't have to prove it to you. I don't have to prove it to myself. I, you know, I sometimes do this thing the way I want to do it. Maybe a lot of times I'm able to do what I want to do. I can be playing this and do something good and really feel it and feel pride and then I can do something that maybe I didn't want to do. Maybe I miss the ball a few times, or I pitch it someplace crazy, or I just don't do it quite right. And I'm able to accept it. You know, still wish that I had done better, but accept it. And I think sometimes when I've talked with people about competitive play in session, I've gotten the response that not much is happening when we're doing competitive play we're not doing some dollhouse scenario where I can obviously see that this is your family we're not doing some role play scenario where we're playing out these really interesting things with these complex emotions and themes it's not like that at all it's relational and it's immediate and it's in the moment but just because it's not hitting on those kinds of themes in a way that is uh you know working on emotions or something in a way that applies to their life outside of session, it's still very much working on a fundamental skill of living inside of a competitive world. Competition in this world is unavoidable. Comparison in this world appears to be unavoidable as well. And play therapy is an excellent time for children to develop a relationship to competition that is healthy and that serves them. Being able to compete in a healthy way helps you take risks because you know that if you fail, it's okay. Being able to compare yourself to others and not feel shame or guilt or to not just think that you're better than everyone to have a realistic view of yourself in competition and comparison to others and say like ah that person has these things that i don't have and i appreciate them for that and i trust in myself to be able to cultivate that or like ah, i don't like these things about that other person but that says something about me too i'm not just going to dismiss them entirely and i'm not trying to say that children are necessarily going to say anything like that I do also find the things that children say about themselves and about their lives sometimes very surprising and insightful and deep. But what I am trying to do is make it clear that competition inside of child-centered play therapy has value. And I hope I have made that clear. Because I'd like to move on to number two in the two things I said that I wanted to talk about. And number two is how we act and respond as play therapists inside of the session when we are being engaged in competitive play, because the scenario here is a little bit tricky. It's not dissimilar to embodying a role, which I talked about in the last podcast, because you're playing the role of the competitor. And in your role of competitor, you are embodying essentially exactly what I just described in terms of what healthy competition looks like. You're trying. Let's say you're running around playing soccer. You're putting in some effort into the soccer. You're not just not putting in any effort at all. You are engaging in it. But I said it was similar to like maybe the ideal of competition in general. That's not entirely true. Because it does feel important that as the therapist, that you're not emotionally invested in the outcome at all. If you do find yourself being emotionally invested in the outcome, that's something to check in on um, in terms of like, what is my own relationship to competition? Why do I feel like I am invested in the outcome of whether or not I win this soccer game against this six-year-old? Like, I've got the ball and I could really easily score a goal right now. Of course I could, but I'm not doing that and I wouldn't do that because you're not trying to win, but you are trying to be a soccer player. You don't want it to look like you're not putting in any effort at all, but you're also not, you know, going all out or even going out at 80% and trying to stop them. And th- that's a space I think that's maybe familiar for a lot of us. We've, as adults, probably... Interacted with children out you know, outside of the playroom. And you're playing a game with them or you're playing a sport with them and you're still playing, you're still doing it, but you're not winning isn't the objective. The experience is the objective. The connection is the objective. Winning is totally arbitrary. It's very different than say competing with a peer and you're playing basketball one on one or something, and like, yeah, you want to beat them and you're gonna try your best. You're not gonna play dirty at least hopefully. Um, You're not, you know, hopefully going to be so intense or angry that there's no level of connection at all if this is a friend, and that's also part of your time is that you're spending time together, but you care and you're trying, which would be different than playing with children. And inside of the session, say you're playing, you're playing at less than maximum effort, you're still doing things like tracking and reflecting. You could be tracking effort, if the client looks like or reflecting effort, if it looks like the client is trying very hard, you could be naming how excited they are or happy they are when they're winning. You could be naming how they didn't like things that happened when things aren't going well. You can name anger if it, you know, if you trust that that's will land or has a good chance of landing. I think it's important for us also to name what's happening inside of our dynamic with the child say a client is saying that they want you to be trying harder in the play or they want you to be running faster you can name for them that like it's frustrating for you that i'm not running any faster in here in the soccer game and this is as fast as i'm going to move like setting that limit and also naming a difficulty for them in that dynamic and we want to be to be taking feedback when we can when it's provided to us to be able to create the experience that they're trying to create while also maintaining the structure and maintaining our boundaries inside of the session and naming when they're frustrated with us say because we didn't do something that they wanted us to do inside of the play which gets at ultimately what their relationship is like with competition, with competitors, with working together, with working against someone, and the emotions that come up for them in those kinds of dynamics. And you're doing all of that to bring awareness to what's going on, and you're not bringing the same kind of awareness to, like, what's the score. Like, that's, from your perspective, that's irrelevant. In child center play therapy, you'd never really be getting to wanting to know something like that anyway, but you wouldn't be naming like trying to summarize a big section of the play or something that's not what's happening that can be helpful when a child is playing at a scene from say in a dollhouse of a bunch of different members of the dollhouse that could be helpful to summarize like a whole series of events there because it might seem important for the story to be held at certain points to be remembered at certain points for us to have a narrative here or a timeline because everything connects together Competitive play is not like that. It doesn't... There's nothing to summarize. It's really calling attention to the present moment. Calling attention to the client's relationship to competition. Calling attention to their relationship to you. Calling attention to how much they care or are invested in the outcome. And I believe that that awareness can bring some change and that children can receive what they need to receive in that setting. And it's hard to name exactly what that is. Some of this can be mysterious is a child engaging in competitive play because they don't feel very good about themselves and they need to show themselves as worthy and once they have had the opportunity to show themselves as worthy in front of you which you allow them to do because you're not as invested in winning as they are then they can reach a more vulnerable place and be more confident as a person both inside and outside of the playroom Maybe, yeah. Like, that that feels like it happens sometimes. Could a child be engaged in competitive play because they have some hang-ups on comparison, whether it's with their siblings or with friends, and that hang-up could be the result of maybe an overly judgmental parent or caregiver who is hard on them for different kinds of things but is not as hard on some other people, whether that's other siblings or other children or that they see them with. Like, maybe. It is simply true that we live in a competitive world, like I was saying before, and that competition is a part of life, and that part of all of our development as people is to learn how to be in healthy relationship with competition and how to be in healthy relationship with comparison. And I don't want to say either that I, like, know necessarily what a healthy relationship to competition looks like. It depends on the person different uh, culturally people seem to have different relationships to competition and i can think of people who are very competitive and people who are not that competitive at all who at least appear outwardly to have healthy relationships with competition so it's not like there is a neat tidy finished product inside of a person when they have developed a healthy relationship to competition but it is Something that comes out of some, not all, some children in child center play therapy sessions. And I, yeah, I have just to repeat it again, I've just heard people disparage it. I've just heard people say that it doesn't feel very important and that they don't really know what they're doing with it. And they don't, they just think that it's a waste of time. We're just wasting time right now. This isn't therapy. This isn't that sort of emotional therapy. This is just them playing a game. But that's dismissing what's coming out of the child. That's not child-centered. It's not respectful of where the child's at. It's not believing that there's any work to do in terms of that competition. And that's, for me, just untrue. It's just untrue. And there's, um... I mean, all work in child center play therapy is experiential, for the most part, unless you find yourself in conversation about something that's not happening in the playroom. But that work with competition is very immediate and real and raw and direct. It's directly hitting on the relationship with competition. And I do believe in the sort of safety and security that role-playing or toys or whatever provide as a vehicle for these internal things that someone is working through that has a distance away from speaking about that thing directly in relationship to the child. But competition is just head-on into that. It's head-on into that child's relationship with competition, and not all children do it. It's an important phase that some children need to move through in order to have a healthier relationship with themselves and others. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe tell other play therapists you know about it all that good stuff helps the podcast get more reach and i've got a patreon page up if this feels like something you would like to help support and uh see you next time